Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Transcend with Debbie. It's so nice to have Helen in the in the presence of California, uh, United States, coming from Netherlands. Yes. Oh, wow. What an honor. Um, for one, thank you for saying yes to this interview. And I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful to have you here. You hold a prestige title um, of a, as a spiritualist medium. And I feel that today we're going to dive in together with you and I and those who are listening and those who may have questions in regards to what is what does a medium mean to you and how can we get past, you know, us feeling not confident enough to deliver that message or taking it beyond the limits, right? Wouldn't that isn't that going to be awesome? So we're going to open up the platform in ways that one can understand um, differently or look at things differently from your perspective. Is that okay? Of course. Yes. And if you don't mind, would you please share a little bit about yourself? Oh God, that's always such an open question. I don't know what I'm supposed to say on that. Um, so. Um, yes, as you say, I held a certificate in the Spiritualist National Union. So my religion is a spiritualist. Yes. And within that religion, I have done study and I continue to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, having then been assessed, I've been awarded a certificate within demonstrating mediumship and speaking mediumship. So um, yes. public speaking skills. Um so that it's not only uh, mediumship, as you call it, gallery. Um, yes. Yes. Um, uh, I do one-to-one sittings or readings. I do teaching. Um, healing has been a big part of my life for a number of years and holistic therapy. And that really was my way uh, not into mediumship, but finding out what mediumship was all about, because um, until then I didn't really understand. Although I'd been to mediums for a yeah. reading, um, yeah. I didn't really understand um, how that was manifesting through me. So it, it was working at the Arthur Finney College, finding my way to the Arthur Finney College that really then brought that development forward. Um yeah. I've done various things, I guess, throughout my working career, but I do believe that everything has led to that point of when you you sort of say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to be doing as as my profession, as what, you know, for a living. So, um, you know, I've worked in banks, um, I've worked in call centres, I've worked, um, but my greatest learning and education, I think, was when I worked in a hospice in palliative care as a complementary therapist, a lead complementary therapist. Yeah. There was a lot there learning um, for me and also about people, but also learning about me um, yeah. and what I was capable of, I guess. Um, and then, you know, holistic therapies holding lots of um, qualifications within that holistic therapy field really um, yeah. is a passion and a joy. But I don't, I don't do the hands-on therapies quite so much. I think my hands are a bit tired now. Yeah, um, that is, that is um, a beautiful way of serving. I feel like when you say the palliative care, I want to touch on that, and the holistic care of holding space for for someone 
or for mm-hmm. even the family. Yeah. Um, I know for me, um, I have a mother who went into palliative care and goes out of palliative care. Well, she bounces up and down into different levels of her care, right? And right. and so I know a lady comes and she talks to us and she gives us the whole line, okay, we're going to take care of her in this way. And I start to see her and she's she's got all her little symbols on her and her little recce symbols. And I'm like, oh, she's from, she works with spirit. Like I get so, I got so excited. Not, not her not knowing I'm a medium, right? I just said, thank you spirit for bringing her to, mm-hmm. to me because I also believe in that um, extra nourishing that comes through forward from the soul that's there holding space for your loved one. And yeah. so you doing that um, as a medium and, and also just, a good person, right? <laughs> Just a good person. Well, I didn't at that time, interestingly enough, I would have never have said that I was a medium. Yes. Um, it, it was just um, a, a calling, a really strong calling due to um, wanting to give back. Um, I, I had a sort of a, an experience where the health service did a service for for one of my children and I wanted to give something back to the health service and I felt the pull towards the then hospice and it was from there things I started as a volunteer and from there my my role grew into a lead complementary therapist and I and I think I had the the privilege of having good good nurses around me that sort of guided my way um but also the the privilege of learning from the patients in in my care but also the privilege of not having the role of a or the title of consultant or doctor or nurse i was just a complementary therapist so i could go in and yeah massage or reflexology um i mean i um, i had the greatest of pleasure really um the healing wasn't uh, accepted at that point within the hospice although was it was needed um so i had to talk to uh the consultant and several of the sort of management higher management and and tell them the benefits why the hospice would would benefit from having healing for the patients. You know, who who would benefit from it was one of his questions. And I said, well, all of you. Well, mm-hmm. us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. And it was like, oh, oh, oh. And, you know, my work was monitored, but uh, and we weren't allowed to use the term healing, which is fair enough, because you're in a palliative care. We didn't want to get. Uh, people's expectations, you know, the wrong way. Um, yeah. So, I've, yeah, it was a pleasure and, and, yeah. a, and an honor, a huge honor. Yeah. Thank you for being there for them because I know I appreciate it. Every nurse is there for my mother, for my family. I appreciate them. It's hard work. It's a yeah, lot of work. It, it really is. And I heard you say the word healing there's an expectation when used the word healing. And I feel that that is still the same now for many. Uh, when someone says we are providing healing, um, 
and we're holding space for spirit to come in to do the healing. Um, I don't do, understand that bit. Yeah. How, how would you explain? I love that. How would you explain healing to one who were, were they're coming in to look for that deeper, um, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, how would you describe spirit bringing in that healing for them with you? Well, you've got to get yourself out of the way as, as the human bit. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're very good at trying to either direct it or give a message about it or try to even understand it. And I believe perhaps as healers, it's not our place to. Mm -hmm. It's none of our business. We, yeah. we're the, we are literally the middle bit. Um, mm -hmm. So spirit are... Uh, using our natural connection because I think the most effective healers are, are quite honestly the ones that are naturally drawn to it have that we're all able to to heal all of us because we know that it's done by intention we know that um but it's a refinement process where you you know you just allow for yourself to move out of the way and let that energy let that um, yeah, the, that spirit energy come through and do what it needs to do. And I mm -hmm. believe that it always works on a physical, mental, emotional and spiritual level. Um, it may be to varying degrees, but that again, it's not up to me to direct it. Um, yeah. And even in my early days of it all, when I worked at the hospice, which was the quickest form of education you could I think I could have ever wished for um it it came you know it it was so strong it came it came through there are many many stories like I say that was an educational system but like I said I just got myself out of the way and just trusted because you know at the end of life they can't cope often with the full healing session or reflexology so you have to modify it yes. so again it's about trust that when you put your healing hands on that patient if they can only manage five minutes you trust that five minutes is exactly what they need and they've done it they've received exactly what they've needed to receive in that time i agree that's beautifully said thank you for those who are not mediums and they hear this what is what does a medium mean to you? What is a medium for you? What does that mean? What does that word mean for you? I think mediums come in many guises, and I think um, we perhaps always think of mediums of working on platform, giving demonstrations, or giving galleries, or giving readings, um, teaching it. But I, I believe that mediums are those people that give the discarnate, so spirit world, a voice um, in whatever shape or form that that could be. And I can remember times when I wasn't the medium because I didn't know that I was one. So this is, you know, what, 15 years ago, before I'd even heard of spiritualism or knew the Arthur Finney College existed, um, you know, it's a word. It's a well, uh, well-meaning word. It can be a smile to somebody across the street. It can, 
because in that moment you just feel this impetus to move through you to smile at a stranger who can look so miserable yeah for me it's about sowing a seed and not worrying about or trying to control when it comes to fruition when it starts to take shape and how it takes shape you can be a medium but be a hairdresser because you're helping to transform a woman or a, a man if you're a barber's hair but more importantly you're listening and in that moment that you're listening to somebody you can feel inspired to say something to them yeah and and you can perhaps maybe change their day but potentially you might change their direction in life just by saying feeling inspired by saying something yeah you know so mediums for me they come in many shapes many sizes many guises and it just it's just the connection that that individual has that allow you know connection to the spirit world and allowing a, a, an expression for the spirit world to come through i love that and monica <laughs> says she loves that and I, and I think as you say it's just you said it earlier, we are the conduit of spirit. They're yeah. flowing through us. And so who we are, it's our essence. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I don't think it has to be so complicated. It's so just be you and naturally continue to be you and spirits flowing as you speak or connect. Yes. I, I do. I do believe that. But I believe also if you're going to say that you are a medium. Mm hmm. I do believe that you then have um, an obligation to study your craft. To, yes. Um, I believe in integrity and I also think that education um, is important mm -hmm. on and being aware of what you're doing, how you're doing it and why you're doing it yes. um, is really important for the person not just for you, but also for the person on the receiving end of it. Um, and people, you know, they say, oh, I'm a natural born medium and why do I need to be training? Okay, that's fine. That's lovely. It's great. You know, I believe that I'm a natural born medium. But if I had a natural sway towards plumbing, would you allow me into your physical home to have a go at your plumbing without any formal education or mm -hmm. experience of how to best plumb your boiler and pipes into your house, would you? No, no you wouldn't. Mm -mm. So <laughs> why, why should we allow people into our home, which is our minds, our emotional, our emotional body, our mm -hmm. whatever? Why should we do that? Allow people that haven't, haven't, um educated themselves or made themselves aware of how that natural um connection takes shape how they best can use it yeah for me it doesn't make we can all have a natural way with anything whether that's paints whether that's pottery whether that's like i say plumbing but in every other profession you're expected to do some kind of training for it yes and I think for me, education never stops. 
I feel like I feel as a medium, and I just said this last night to my students. I said, you know, we took a break and we let the work integrate so they can process what they learned. And I said, okay, we'll start up again. But it's always important for me, I believe, keeping your spiritual body aware of what's what's happening for you and also learning and bringing in those new ways or tools of people, how they work and just you know, not testing, but practicing, developing, allowing it to evolve, allowing spirit to build that power within you for you and for the person that you're connected to, to continue that flow. It just keeps it stronger clearer, refined. And I was like, get into that circle. I want to get back into a circle. I just finished my mentorship of six months with Jackie Wright. And I'm like, I'm ready to go back in. And I saw I just missed her uh, mentorship, which started up in October. And I'm thinking, okay, I can go back in. Maybe she'll take me coming in the second month into it, you know. But even me as a medium, I'm always going to be learning, always. And there's so much so much offered in this work, whether um, it's the healing part of it, um, the medium, well, healing is always mediumship. We're always, absolutely mediumship is healing, but yes. there's so many layers of mediumship. And yeah. so really going through that, I'm just, it excites me. I get really excited. I'm like, I want to learn, you know, there's me too. And, and this is where we're going to go into your program. You created a program that you hold space on Thursdays. You have a Facebook group and your Facebook group. I love the word you said earlier, divine gatherings, but you actually have it called uh, online. It's without borders, right? It's their face. Spiritual community without borders. Spiritual community without borders. Perfect. And can you tell the community a little bit about what this um, Facebook group is about? Well, it's actually a bit more than a Facebook group. It's That's actually right. a, a, a legal um, entity here in the Netherlands. Um, that So it gives it space to grow, which we're hoping it will. But, you know, baby steps and we'll get there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's basically a, a, a community that is online. So no matter where you are within in the world, which is part of the title, you know, Without Borders, you have access to a spiritual platform. So in that, um, every month we have a gathering, which is a divine spiritualist service. Now, you don't need to be a spiritualist to attend, mm -hmm. um, but within that, you will have the philosophy, so sort of life, life thoughts, I call it, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you will have mediumship as well as prayer and as well as healing. Yes. Uh, we're about to launch in December um, uh, an, an assembly of spirit inspirations, which I was invited to be a host for by Anne-Marie Bond, who is also, um, yeah, she does great things. Um, and, and that was her baby. And that basically is a, a presentation of philosophy, spiritualist philosophy, um, inspired speaking. And people have an opportunity within that. So you have a guest speaker, but you also have uh, an opportunity to have a go at speaking yourself. Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's um, a really nice presence of spirit that comes in that also. We have an open platform on the spiritual community without borders every month so that means that those people that are uh, mediums wanting to practice or gain confidence 
um, uh, speak public speakers philosophy um, they can come and present their poetry inspired writing spirit artists anything as long as it's um, inspired by the spirit then mm -hmm. you can present it on our uh, virtual platform mm -hmm. we have um, then once a qu every quarter we will have um, a kafoom uh, which is a, a mix-up of the words of coffee and Zoom. So it means that you bring a, bring a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, get on Zoom, and we have a discussion. So I post a question, um, and from that question, we have a discussion. So there's no real right or wrong. It's just a nice uh, community of experience. Um, we then have a kafoon with whom, which is a community, uh, a conversation with a special guest um, and then you know the audience can ask that special guest questions mm -hmm. they are normally guests within the spiritual uh, world yeah. uh, not spirit world in the you know spiritual movement that's a better word yes um, we also have a death cafe the, a spiritual community without borders death cafe which sounds really morbid but it isn't it is a part of um, a global initiative set up by John Underwood, um, who oh. was um, uh, trying to break taboo of death, in, especially in the Western world, and how we approach it, the fact that we don't talk about it, we don't talk about how it affects us, our potential. Um, like my strap line for the death cafes, um, you know, is it for me? Well, it's for a any one of us that aren't getting out of this life alive so yeah. it's you know we all need to talk about it we all need to face the inevitable but it's always uh good fun uh what else do we do oh and then we do special events so like tomorrow night i'm doing a demonstration or as you say in america gallery yes of, uh, of uh, mediumship with a colleague um so we that's free um so all of those events are are for free so you come yeah. along and um and there are potential for it to grow then for sort of i want uh, teaching to be on there um and set up some teaching uh circles or groups whatever you want to call that yeah and, and i feel that like i had the opportunity to jump into your you meditations did? i did and i really enjoyed it it gives us as mediums or those that are holding space, it gives me an opportunity to let spirit come back in and give me the healing that my body is needing. And so you offering this, I appreciate that. And I, I understand for me, you know, starting this journey is not easy. It can get confusing. Where do I go? How do I start? Who's a good person to work with? The, the working through the trust and the confidence that, hey, I am connected. What advice would you give one who's working through confidence of trying to build that next step to say, I want to work with Helen. I want her to be my teacher. Like it's, I feel like a lot of people have a little bit of anxiety or fear of stepping back into who they really are. And I say who we really are, because this is part of us. It's who mm -hmm. we are. So how can one build confidence? Um, well, just confidence within what, in their mediumship? Yes. I think, uh, Oh, it, it really is. Nobody can give you confidence. Yeah. No teacher, 
nobody. Confidence has to come from within. So the only way that you're going to get that confidence is to bite the bullet and get on with it. Yes. Um, and and for me, one of my greatest learnings within it all is not being afraid to get it wrong. That yes. it's just an experiment. That when you're in a group, um, you know, the intelligence of the spirit world know that you're learning. So they're there for you to learn. So you're not going to, don't worry about, you know, getting it wrong. Because it's through getting it wrong or whatever you want to call it, um, that's how you know that it's not right. Because mm -hmm. it's in feeling that it's not right that solidifies when it is right. Yes. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. Because if we're constantly right, we're never knowing the opposite. Mm -hmm. in, actual, in actual fact, for me, what I believe is it's it's stronger you get more direction when you're not quite getting it on the mark mm -hmm. because when you get it on the mark it's like whoa yeah you, you can feel it the other thing is is you've got to get your ego out of the way and that's the problem is that we we're human yes. and there's this desire need drive within us to always Oh, I've got to be right, can't do this. Can't. Actually, you know, you've got to move yourself out of the way in order for a better connection, uh, flow, whatever magic word you want to put on that. Because to have a go means that you're going to build your confidence because in building, in having that go and getting it wrong or getting it right, you can then self-reflect self-reflect not self-annihilation or self-sabotage self-reflection is key um because then you you know you have to set your intention but not set yourself up to fail yeah you know it's a real fine line but for me also and i i'm, I'm i i think we have the biggest thing that we can do for our confidence is to be aware of how we work and in what process we're working. So are we working psychically or are we working mediumistically? Yes. If you don't know the difference between that, mm -hmm. then you need to go back and work on your awareness. Yes. Because the first thing that you need to be able to do if you're working well is to know the difference. Yes. But I also believe maybe shouldn't, shouldn't but there's a real fine line when you especially when you're doing a sitting a one-to-one -one reading with somebody i i believe those states when you're a medium they will ebb and flow between yes. the two i was just going to say that because i can i can do that and it'll go mediumship flow back to the psychic yeah and say this is psychically and, and for those who are listening helen how would you explain a psychic reading um, how would that process be for someone? What can one expect from that? Aside from, for me, the simplest way of saying it, and this may not be textbook, 
But for me, the simplest way of saying it is psychic is very much about the person that sat in front of me. So yes. that information, for example, Debbie, if I was psychically reading you, I would be able to tell you about the, the now, how you're feeling, what you're doing, you know, how you're feeling about what you're doing, you know, your mental and emotional state. Yes. Um, perhaps um, I know the big things about, you know, the, the aura. So, I mean, the aura for me is always changing depending on our yes. mental and physical state. Yes, we yes. may have a, an underlying colour that is like our soul's colour, but other than that, there's lots of interplay between it. Um so you could read into that. Yes. If I'm working mediumistically, then that information tends to be more about, or it has to be more about the spirit communicator. So yes. if you say, and I'm not reading you, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, your father in spirit world, he died from such and such and such and such. He, mm -hmm. um, he's, re he's taking my mind to a memory that you shared of you doing X, Y, Z. Yes, mm -hmm. correct. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. And from that memory, then it's a short message. Okay. And often because I like things to make sense, I like things to be simple because otherwise my brain ain't going to cope. Yeah. It's, it's going to be okay. Well, he, he's then letting me know that um, you must be feeling this or the, 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 the. yes, correct. And that's it. Yes. It, it's, a, a, a teacher of mine, she's a fantastic woman, um, she said, you know, spirit world don't waste evidence. Yeah. And that, and that, when she said that in that class, I was like, whoa. So basically, you know, the longer explanation a medium puts on evidence, that mm -hmm. ain't spirit world. Yes. That's the medium and the mind of the medium that is working. Yes. You know, the spirit don't elaborate. Spirit don't, they don't reveal highly personal information, especially in a gallery de demonstration. Mm -hmm. You know, they will never work to embarrass their loved one never yes. mm -hmm. so you know if those things are happening that's not spirit world that's the ego of the medium at play you know mm -hmm. i love that i know that um one of my mentors was like spirit will always show you what the person is ready for so whatever comes through to trust that because spirit is showing it to you because that what is that is what needs to be heard and well, so that's building the relationship between you and the team when you're in that that um holding you know delivering that message for that soul of your loved one and yeah. so for me there was a time i actually didn't say something because i felt it was too um hurtful or i was like going to go into something personal with the person's passing and it was in a demonstration and so she looked at me and she was like, Debbie, why didn't you say that? Spirit knows what needed to be said. And I was like, well, I wasn't sure. So I also knew I had to go back and work on it. And yeah. trust me, when you're learning with spirit, I had to re-say that exact thing for another soul to understand the message because I had to work through that and say, it's okay, I can say this. It was a tragic passing. And so it was um, self-inflicted and I had to say, 
you know, the word, what I saw, suicide, thank you. And, but it was with the gun related and I was not saying, Hey, here's the gun. It's in this. And I didn't say that. And so for me, I was, I held that back and she's like, no. And so for me, knowing the audience and respecting and trying to, you know, fill into what feels right. That was me. And I knew that. And I spoke with her after and I said, well, you know, I just, I just, kind of just went to the other evidence and said, I see this box that it's in and a red, a red shot, you know, a little cover over it. She's like, okay, but why didn't you say that? And I was like, okay, next time, next time. And and I was forced to work through that. I but was the, not forced, but I was working through that. But the, the thing is, is the healing isn't always the recipient. The healing yes. is also the medium yes. because you needed to move through your own block, your own part that is uncomfortable because you've got some kind of attachment to it about the word suicide. Well, I have four members that I have lost to suicide. So it's very personal to me. So when I go into that, I definitely continue to work through that. Yeah, Um, That was my biggest reason I started with Jackie was um, spirit said to me, it was my time to go but this, the soul took its own life. And I said, how was this possible? How am I supposed to say that when it was self-inflicted to the mother? And I didn't say it again. So that's how I ended up back in mentorship. I said, mm-hmm. I got to get, I got to work through this. I got to mm-hmm. figure out how to get my own healing. And sure enough, I did. I well, had to, I'm still working through it, but I, I was learning a lot in good. my mentorship. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad because the great one of the things again it was the same uh tutor mm-hmm. um said to me or not me said to our group mm-hmm. um she, she has had um, many incidences of working um with suicide mm-hmm. um and and she has a theory and i'm this is not verbatim this is, i mean she would explain it far better than what i would but it made a lot of sense to me about um, why, because that they feel that they've they've done, they've achieved what it is that they need to achieve in okay. this life. Although it's painful for those that are left behind, because those that are left behind, they're left with such a myriad of mm-hmm. feelings. Yes that 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 person that has taken their own life they feel they've come here to do what their soul was meant to do and maybe the there's some learning that is left for those people that they have left behind Mm -hmm. but i i remember i have um yeah i mean in mediumship you you bring through people with you know that have taken their own life Mm -hmm. and um you know we've got to move past any kind of punishment they don't there's no punishment in spirit for any which way we end up getting there because we're all going to get there yes um you know that's that's just i i believe remnants of orthodox religion that has been sort of put upon many of us it, it has no place within spiritualism. Yes. But for me, the, there was one very early, early, early days in my um, experiences giving readings to people was um, 
a chap that came through and um, I had very visual um, ways of working then. And I could see the way in which he had taken his life. And, um, and, I, and I kept it very short for the woman that was in front of me. And um, anyway, the reading went on. It was, yes, 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 the reading went on. And I said, oh, he's telling me that this is who you wanted to hear from the last time you came to see me. Mm-hmm. She said, that's right, because she was disappointed the last time she came to see me because I hadn't brought her, him through. So I thought, I thought in my head, oh, I wonder why that was then. Mm-hmm. And he, this thought come back and it said very clearly because I wouldn't have been any use to him. Aww. And I was like, what? And he said, because I was still so angry. I was mm. still so angry. And it made me, I mean, this is years and years ago. This is, oh, I don't know, oh, 17 years ago, maybe. I have no idea. Um, and it made me realise at that moment, because I was on my own, like I said, I didn't know that the Arthur Finney College or spiritualism existed at that point. So I was still yeah. very, um, you know, new in any kind of development. And... Uh, it taught me then, you know, that spirit communication, you know, it's not a given right, that it has to be for the betterment of those people that are still living. That's Mm -hmm. how spirit can communicate, is when they've worked through whatever has taken them to the spirit world, if it is by their own hands, that's when they can communicate. It's when they've worked through that. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that explanation and sharing that. Um, this work is very personal and it's very healing, even for the medium. And I'm not exempt in any way. Um, and that's where we have to go in and do the work. And we talked Absolutely. about that earlier. And for me, when I get the feeling of the shift, I got to do more work. And sure enough, when I went into Jackie's class and her mentorship, I cried like a baby because every reading that came in was a soul healing reading for me. And I was like, she's like, okay, your turn. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just not getting anything right now because it wasn't for me to, to connect. I was in that space of the shift. And she said, good. And I honored what I was able to get and what I was receiving. And it was a great six month program that I got to sit with her and you know, prior to that, as building confidence, I love what you say, it has to come from within us. And it's not easy when we're, as you said, we're putting the ego aside. And and it's okay to be, get the nose. It's okay to get the nose. And I think that that's, there's importance in that. And honoring, okay, let me shift this back. It's my way interpreting it. And let me bring it back so I can see what they're trying to say and working through it. There's always a a growth in that for both ends and for everybody to understand we are also human. And so I love your explanation on the psychic, the mediumship reading and how they're different. And I love how you say the colors and that you can read into the aura. For me, I'm told the colors. I don't always see them. So I also read differently. And I love how you talked into the now, the emotion of what's happening to you in the moment. And I think that that's what's important. 
is that when we are tapping in and you're looking for a psychic reading, for someone to say, hey, we're tapping into what's happening in the now. I love that you said that. So that's beautiful. Um, the integrity, the work that you put in to be certified as a motivational speaker, a demonstration speaker for, for spirit, um, as an public, SM, speaker. public speaker. Thank you. With the SMU, not knowing what Arthur Finley was and you know many of us get all excited when we learned for me anyhow i got all excited oh there's a school for mediumship i love this i gotta get in this like the joy that just comes out of me because i i really do honor um my work as a medium and you taking the steps to to go into that with learning what re what requirements are there to be an SNU uh, speaker, uh, cert certification, sorry, certificate. What so the CSNU, the certification. CSNU, yes. Okay, so prior to that, you need your um, pass, so platform accreditation scheme. So that's the start. Um, you can do that on the SNUI, so Spiritualist National Union International. Um, so that is your um, platform where you can have classes and you will also have um, um, sort of assessments and uh, you also get divine uh, services that you can practice in there because you have to have a certain number, or I believe you do, have to have a certain number of practice sessions or divine yeah. services. Mm -hmm. So you have to do your platform accreditation scheme first mm -hmm. and that depends on your level of um, study your commitment yes. to your study yes. um, as to how long that will take you but in the in the background of the what I call the physical so being present in that and in the classes you have to do some theoretical study and for your pass um, it's um, they call it tipsy um, so it's TPS1 is the study program and that's some theoretical uh, papers about the the background of spiritualism and the history of spiritualism and the theory of demonstrating mediumship and what public speaking and the presentation of that is all about so that's your first lot of study that you have to do yeah and and then after that you can go on to do your um, certification process, which again is um, your theory uh, in, in that. I'm trying to remember what that is, I can't. Um, so there's theory paperwork behind that, I think. Um, I know that there is, because I can remember doing it. Um, and you, I did mine in a mentorship scheme, but I believe what they are doing, they still do use CSNU online with the um, international, SNU international, you can do that on there. You have to do a set number of classes um, and then you sit, sit your final boards, your assessment boards. Um, so there will be three assessors assessing your, uh, you have to give two contacts. So two uh, mediumship contacts and you have to give prayer and uh, public speaking. Um, but you also on each one pass and your certification process, you also have to have an interview and, a and, a, a, and a, what they call an oral test. 
So that's mm -hmm. also about uh, who you are, how you are, but also your knowledge of the Spiritualist National Union yeah. and, and, the, and the subject that you are going through the process for. So it's not, it's not light-hearted. Light it's no. something that you have to sort of dedicate yourself on. And then, you know, from that, from your CSNU, you can do your teaching uh, program, you can do your diploma, which is the next one up. You can mm -hmm. go for your officiant, which obviously, and then you would be, or you might be awarded a ministership after you've gone through all of that. Wow. And so you really dedicated yourself to spirit and for you. And I think this is what's important is that the investment, the time that you put in, and not only the time, but the knowledge and, and working with others, you're developing the rapport, you're in that, you're learning, you're growing. And there's so much development and understanding that comes with it. I love that. And it's not easy. And I think sometimes people think you're a born medium and they're, boom, they're going to talk to somebody. Just bring them on in. But there's so much that happens behind the scene. Yeah, it's, yeah. there is. It's it's a refinement process, I think. Yes. Um, but we, we often think that developing in anything or learning in anything is going to be easy. It's not. No. I, I think it, it can be very confronting. It can challenge us. And that's good because that's how you grow. That's how you understand things. Yes. Um, but like, like I've, I've said before, you know, about any, even if you're a natural born medium, you, there's still something that, you know, you, to develop means that you, you can bring the best of yourself to those that seek your service and you will then know where you stop and spirit begin and that to me is my integrity that I don't put my words as spirit words you mm -hmm. know because that's not right to yeah. say oh yeah your father's telling me and he's not but I think that that's right to say that's that's just not for me that just makes me feel uncomfortable you know yeah that's I haven't, well, that's, I haven't run into that for me, thank you. <laughs> but um, there is a difference in how everyone works and receives their information. Absolutely, and that's the, there is. And that's the discernment, you guys. When you're looking for a medium or you're connecting to a medium, use discernment and find how they work and how they're connecting and, and listen to the feedback that are said about that person and see if they're a right fit for you. I think everyone's going to resonate differently with everyone. Um, but there are some amazing mediums that have taken time to invest in themselves. Absolutely. And, and I think that's important and not to be under, you know, to, to understand that not only time, but money, you really invest in, in this. And, and I know for me, starting, my friend asked me yesterday, Debbie, when did you really start doing this work? Like, when did you really go in? And I had to think about it. You know, yes, I was feeling stuff young. Yes, here in the 20s. And I said, you know, really, it's only been 10 years nonstop. And what does that mean for me was I was in class, lectures, learning, seminars, you know, not even doing mediumship. I was 
in the presence of others and watching their journey and listening to how they flow and how they connected and, and just studying how the information comes in and really taking that in and saying, okay, I'm ready to take class. And I was in a circle in the mediumship and it didn't stop. Then it went into the recce, into the healing and, and more, right? And so where I am today is just the tip of what's going to still continue to unfold for me because I always need to learn. I do not know everything. And yes, I'm a medium, but I do not know everything. And I think that's a misconception where some people think she knows because you're a medium. I'm like, I'm getting nothing. Or I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm not getting that for you. Sometimes it happens. Uh, I don't think um, it's good to always be plugged in for yes. one. I mean, I, I have a real thing that uh, you have to be human. Yes. We're here to be human. Yes. We're all spirit having a human experience. I get that. I understand that. Um, but it's not good for us to be constantly plugged in and and constant people asking us because it pulls your energy. Yes. Um, and we have only a finite amount of energy. And I, and I think to be disciplined in anything um, – is good again going back to the plumber you know you don't expect your favorite plumber to be on call 24 hours a day in order to feed, fix your leaky tap they're mm -hmm. going to turn around and say well you're going to have to live with that and i'll be around in three days time why should a medium be able to at a drop of a hat give somebody exactly what they want to hear when they want to hear it it doesn't yeah. work like that life doesn't work like that Thank you. you. Know. Thank so, you for sharing that. Yes. <laughs> we have to be, but also it goes to our discipline, but also our ability as individuals to put in a boundary and mm -hmm. say to people, okay, you know, email me and I'll, we'll set up a date for a mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. you, know, or, you know, we have to work on our boundaries because the, the thing with mediums, Mm -hmm. healers is we make ourselves ill we make yes. ourselves very ill because we make ourselves accessible all the time yeah. and if you don't put a boundary with the living we have to do that but we also have to make a boundary with with spirit world as well and sort of say you know when I'm they know my guys my team know when I'm sleeping I'm sleeping because otherwise yes. you could have a very grumpy medium. Yes. <laughs> that's not that's not funny for anyone. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's I'm not too sure on the whole, you know, available 24 hours a day thing. Just yeah. that doesn't feel right for me. Yeah. And I agree. And I had to learn that the hard way because I did get sick. And I didn't realize because I was in my growth and my beginning stages that I was sick because I was always plugged in and working. Our body does take the physical hit when we're connected because we are the conduit and our our body is used in that way. And we don't realize that we get excited and we want to be part and we want to grow. We want to develop. We want to heal. So my thing is give it a break. Take a moment for yeah. it to integrate and then give that that time for everything to flourish because everything I, you just learned, it's going to flourish. I, well, I think 
I have a bit of a definition on on that that when you learn and you were use the word you integrate I totally agree you have to then bring that learning into your own life mind experiences so somebody that is constantly learning and uh, a seeker if you like constantly seeking information and I'm just going to absorb all of this information when are they actually going to make that information work for them when are they going to filter out what is right for their own psyche uh, retain what's right for their own psyche and let go of what doesn't fit their soul yeah you know there has to be a period of time we need that balance where we learn we integrate we assimilate we then make use of and then we go to the next bit yeah because actually the, there's been points of my life my development that have happened very physically it's in my physical life that i've had the greatest disappointments the greatest yes. hurt the greatest pain yeah the, and big joys and happiness and celebrations and you know and it's through that that I learn. And then I can take that forward into my mediumship, into my teaching. But a course can give you a refinement or it can give you a pearl of knowledge that you've not quite thought of or mm -hmm. a way of working that moves you out of your comfort zone, which I believe every course should do. You should be... Uh, when you go on a course, you should be okay enough in yourself to allow yourself to be out of your comfort zone. Otherwise, why are you going on a course? Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so to be out of your comfort zone, that then you learn something about yourself, how your mediumship may shift into a different way or how your awareness may you may be able to feel something other than how you've done one-to-one -one readings up until this point so for me step by step stage by stage you know that it's better little and on and often if you like it's better to do this bit okay i'm here i'm going to assimilate i'm going to integrate that into my life into my being into my practice and then I'm going to do the next bit. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to, it's, you know, for me, that's more uh, authentic. It's mm -hmm. more, uh, more being self-aware and being present. I love that. And any words of advice as we close that you'd like to share with those who are wanting to step into the mediumship, uh, psychic and development, what, would, what um, words of inspiration would you like to leave them? That just really have no expectation. Just allow yourself to unfold in the right way that is right for you. Don't compare yourself to anybody. It's not a race. It's not a competition. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to give yourself up to be an instrument of 
spirit, whether that's the spirit world or the spirit of somebody else, then look at your own spirit too. Never forget you in it all, in the fact that that doesn't mean about ego, that that doesn't do anybody any favors. What I'm on about is that, you know, be a good human being in it. Yeah. You know, the value of your your work is really, is, can be based on who and how you are as a human being. So making sure that, you know, you're learning your, what your morals, principles, values are, all of that comes out within your work, within mediumship, mm-hmm. within uh, spirituality, within healing. Mm-hmm. that's all reflected right back at you when you sure. when you do your you when you do work in this way yes i thank you so much helen for being here on transcend with debbie and for those who have listened today i hope this gives you insight and awareness of on the work that can be done behind the scenes to take you out into the next level of your mediumship you have a beautiful day everybody Thank you. Until next time. And if you missed this, please do not forget to hit that replay button. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.